welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 15 minutes, and I'm very grateful to welcome our guest today. This is Jeff Maines. He's out of Dallas, Texas. He is the founder and CEO of Champion Leadership Group. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. What would you like the audience to know about Champion Leadership Group? Hey, Sean. Thanks for having me. Well, Champion Leadership Group is designed for B2B SaaS founders, and we help them scale their business. And so a lot of times founders will come to us and they'll say, you know, I feel like the best kept secret in the world. We've got a great application. And if we could just get out there to the market, we could make a huge impact. And so we help them do that. We help them free up time. A lot of times entrepreneurs get stuck in the business. And so you know, even when things are going great, they have no time. And so we help them find time. Uh, and freedom so that they're really building a business and have a life at the same time. And sure. it's easy to get stuck as well. So they'll hit revenue ceilings, what I call them. And so we help them break past that. So we help B2B SaaS founders grow and scale from one to 10 million. And, and then we run a mastermind for 10 to hundred million. And so it's all about helping them achieve what they want to achieve and have a life and an enjoyment along with that. So it's not one or the other, it's both. Oh, I love that. And it is so much needed because, yeah, those entrepreneurs, they get very excited. Those first few months and years are exciting as they're making money. And then it starts to become real work. And then it becomes right, a right. their, whole, their whole life. So I mean, I'm excited that you're doing that because I know it's very much needed. So well done. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Let's jump to our questions a little bit here. First sure. question, and I'm sure, Jeff, you run into this quite a bit with the folks that you're working with and the different companies that you've had. But from time to time, people have conflicts with each other. And there may be times when they uh, maybe have a conflict with a supervisor or a subordinate, or maybe it's just a peer. But is there an example that you can share of how someone can resolve that conflict? Sure. Yeah, I think it's it's really it's looking for there's always something that you can find in someone else to like. And even, you know, somebody who you don't get along with or rubs you the wrong way. I mean, it's really focusing it, you know, what is something you can like about them? And, and I found that I can get along with with just about anyone. And it doesn't mean that it's always the, the most pleasant interaction, but I can find something that that I like about them, something that I appreciate about you know them. And you know, even if there is conflict, you know, it's really not looking at you know how can they solve it, how can I solve it? You know, what is it that I can do? What can I change? You know, what is it about myself? Maybe sometimes that I'm seeing that 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 I don't like, uh, you know, in, in myself in that interaction. But I think about, you know, a number of years ago, I took over as a, a sales leader of an underperforming sales team and, and made some changes. And there were some people that had bad numbers and had to go. And there are some people that had good numbers, uh, did zero documentation. Uh, presentations were, um, you know, I'll just say they were, they were pretty sloppy. Uh, one person had a great attitude, uh, but the numbers were were terrible. And so there was really a struggle in, you know, just, just interacting. You know, his name was Joe. And uh, it was an accountant by background it had ended up in, in sales of all things. And, you know, we would have multiple conversations of, of Joe, you know, you've got to do these things. And, and he was what I just call a card shuffler back in the old days, business cards. And so, you know, he would go through the cards and I've got all these people to call, but he would never pick up the phone and do that. And so you know, it was, it was, it was a real struggle in in just the, the interaction. And, you know, it was one of those times of, you know, looking at the team and just kind of frustrating. You know, here we are. I can't forecast, which is really important in a, a leader role. Numbers aren't good. 
And, you know, what, what do we do? How do we solve this? And we've got a team that, you know, some are doing well and some aren't. And so one of the, the changes that I made, just one of those things of, you know, an aha moment, moved Joe into a role where he was, uh, what we called it was a sales administrator. So instead of direct selling, he was doing presentations, data entry, scheduling, mm-hmm. and, and all the stuff that the sales team hated and all the stuff he was great at and loved. So it was really a, a win for everybody. And so it was looking for the the good, you know, what is it that we can do to, to resolve conflict, to resolve the struggle in a way where everybody can win? So it's, you know, kind of, you know, what can I appreciate about that person, about their skills? Because it'd be easy just to go, hey, he's not a sales guy, you're out. But, you know, looking at it, you know, what can I do to, you know, to resolve the you know, issue that I have and solve that struggle by figuring out, you know, what is it that, that they do and, uh, you know, you know, what do they have that I can appreciate? What skills do they have that I can appreciate and use? Oh, I like that a lot because that is, that's a very overlooked opportunity. I think for leaders to take another look at each person, what can I find to like about them? I really like that part that you said, but also look at their strengths and where can they contribute in an area that right. maybe someone else doesn't want to contribute, you know, but <laughs> I think that was really smart of you to take that approach. Great approach. It changed the whole dynamic of the team. I'll bet. Yeah. yeah. I'll bet. How could it not when everybody's feeling better and doing better? So right. I like that. That's great. All right. Question number two. I'm sure you've heard the phrase that people don't leave jobs. They leave managers. What's one idea that you have to help leaders retain their talent longer? I think that that's absolutely true. They don't leave companies. It's it's the the people. And I think as leaders, one of the most important things that we can do is provide clarity. And often in, in early stage companies, you know, people are, are put into roles and they don't necessarily know why. Um, they don't know why their job matters. They don't know the impact they have. They don't really see the big picture. There's not a lot of vision, mission. They, they don't really feel like they're part of something bigger. It's just, it's a role. It's a job. Here's a, here's a list of things to do if they even get that. Sometimes there's not even a description. It's just kind of, I want somebody to do this either because I don't want to do it anymore or it's not being done to start with. And so we need to hire somebody and stick them in this role. And, but I think if they don't have a clear vision of the future and not just the future, but their future, they're always going to be at risk. So imagine, you know, like somebody, let's say they gave you a drink. So, you know, I give you a cup and I say, you know, it, it's water. It's got some stuff in it. It's good. You should just drink it. And, and maybe it's brown and it's got some, some white floaters in it. And I just say, just drink it. It's, it's good for you. And just go, go, go. Um, you know, you, you may have a little bit of hesitation and maybe it's hot chocolate with marshmallows, but if you don't know what it is, then, you know, there, there can be some hesitation of, you know, I don't know that I really want to do that. I don't buy into it, but what if I give you something and it was clear and maybe it still had white floaties in it. And I explain, well, this is coconut water. It's got nutrients. It's got antioxidants. It'll help you perform at your peak. And what I want you to do is to share this with other people and it'll make a huge impact to their lives as well. Well, now, you know, there's clarity in, in, you know, what it is, why it matters, why that role matters, how maybe how it fits into the overall company. But it's really about providing that clarity to the team so that they know why they matter, that they see a future and not just doing more of the same thing over the next few years, but they really see themselves growing. They see the impact that they're making. They see a future with you. And, and that's why they stay is because they're committed to that future. And, and that vision is there rather than just, just doing stuff. 
That's a great insight because yeah, there's nothing worse than having confusion and chaos in your own role or within the department or the company or whatever it is. And so it happens a lot. And I think it's, it may be clear in our minds, but it, we don't transfer that to them. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's what will happen in a growing company as things evolve, as things change. And that's part of the nature of the beast. But you're absolutely right. It's it's clear in the in the owner and in the CEO and sometimes the C-suite, depending on the size, but it gets lost somewhere down there in the translation. Absolutely right. right. Great comment. I love that. All right. Question number three. What is an idea that you can have to share with either leaders of teams or teams themselves on how they can build resilience? Yeah, I think one of the most important things is kind of defining you know, what is resilience. And, and we might just think, well, you know, it's the ability to bounce back. And, you know, something bad happens, you know, suck it up and 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 get back up and and go. But I think it's it's more than that. It's it's more the ability to to mentally cope with change, you know, the ups and downs with setbacks. And, you know, to do that, uh, I think, you know, kind of with the kind of goes with the clarity is really transparency. Uh, as leaders. And so if you want to build resilience in your team is is just being transparent. Even we don't we don't know the full impact or have all the answers or have full information to be able to communicate with the team, you know, what's going on when things are, are not going well, to be able to 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 tell them that and and you know, how we're going to deal with that. I think people can deal with with really any situation as long as they have a plan that they believe in. And so it's for us as leaders, provide certainty, you know, be transparent, tell them what's really going on. They're big enough to handle it, but also, you know, provide them, you know, with a, a plan, give them, you know, insight as to, you know, it's not going to be this way forever. Uh, provide a, a place of emotional safety where it's, it's okay not to be okay. You know, don't be threatened by, by questions and let them know that they're free to, to voice those questions, those concerns. And, and I think help them control what they can control and not focus on what they can't. I think uh, Stephen Covey had the, the circle, circle of control, circle of influence, circle of concern. There are a lot of things in the world that we're concerned about. Uh, there are a few things that we can influence and there are very few things that we actually control other than our own uh, reaction, our own attitude, uh, you know, our own thoughts. And so really having them focus in on the things that they can control directly and maybe a little bit on what they can influence. And we can have those concerns, that's good, but really to focus in on what we can control. You know, do we see opportunities or do we see threats? And just helping them really focus in on the things that they can control. And, and so they have that, that sense of we're gonna move forward and here's a plan to do that. And it's focusing on the things that, that you have direct control over. I like that, that's really good. Cause you're right, there's so many things that we might have a little bit of influence, but most of it, we just can't control. So we have to be able to identify what we can control and then handle that in the right way. I, oh, that's a great comment. Love that. Question number four, is there someone that you'd like to recognize that has had a positive influence in your life? Well, mentors have had just a, a tremendous impact on me. That's one of the reasons I do what I do today is, you know, one, to be able to pass that forward. Uh, and second is to be the mentor I wish I'd had at other times in my life. But mentors have had a, a huge impact. And I remember early on in my business career, I uh, had somebody ask me, you know, what do you like to do? And, and I told them. And, and so they actually put me into that role doing doing what I liked and was really good at it. And, and then it just kind of expanded and, and was had the ability to soak up a lot of knowledge from people around me. 
ask a lot of questions. And I think because of that was, was invited in kind of to the inner circle. I got to sit in on board meetings. Uh, we get to debrief afterwards, not about, you know, the meeting specifically, but the the process. So it wasn't about the the decision that was made or what came up, but really the the process of how they got there and how to think, uh, how to evaluate signal versus noise. And I think just that that mentoring and and having that relationship relationship I still have to this day, um, and maybe not as close as it was years ago. Uh, but but super impactful, super important in my development, my career, my life, and and just really kind of thinking how how to think, how to process, how to evaluate, and and really just you know, how business works. And so it, it's it's made a huge difference in you know my career, my life up to this point. And I just want to be able to pass that on uh, to other people as well. I like that. I appreciate you recognizing the role of mentors because we all need them. And we don't yes. always accept the fact that we need them. And if we look around at people around us, and there's you know different definitions of, of what a mentor is, but I like how you've described it, that there are just some people that can help us. And I think that that right. is so incredibly valuable. Thank you for sharing that. All right, last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. <laughs> uh, first job. Well, I guess the... You know, I sold a lot of things when I was uh, a kid. We'd go door to door and sell things. And it was just... A lot of fun, um, you know. Enjoyed that. But my first real job in uh, in in the world was uh, scooping ice cream. Uh, so I worked for Baskin Robbins for a, a season, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. And you know, of all the things, I decided I didn't want to do fast food, and so this was kind of you know not that. Yeah. But uh, still had a lot of those kind of same interactions. It's kind of funny. The you know they they tell you at the beginning, you know, eat all you want. And about a month in, you know, I pretty much had all I wanted. <laughs> and, and so, you know, even to this day, you know, I don't, I don't not like ice cream. I just don't eat that much ice cream. Uh, but it's it, about but learned a lot about treating people well. And yeah. still today, just really respect servers and cashiers and, and people working behind the counter and uh, the service that they give. Yeah, that makes a big difference. And I was going to ask if you, because uh, every once in a while, I'll have a guest that says, I like or I, I worked at this particular place, but now they hate the food there or whatever. And, and that, <laughs> I wondered if that might've affected you because I love ice cream and Baskin Robbins is a great chain. They have great ice cream. So yeah. I was, I, was no, I like sad, it. It just but... don't do it that much. Yeah, exactly. It's just, a, <laughs> and that may be good, at least for me to cut back on the ice cream a little bit. Maybe I should like it a little bit less, but uh, anyway, well, Jeff, thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast today. How can people find you? Sure. You can find me online. Uh, at Jeff K. Mains, middle initial K, Jeff K. Mains on all social media, or you can check out championleadership.com. Fantastic. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. And we also invite you to subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you're listening or watching it. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day.